Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Edwin. I think it's actually my turn today to kick things off. It is totally your turn. But the important thing is we get things kicked off. We do get things kicked off, and we've been kicking off these parables all week long. We have. We're we're in a new location. We're on the, the peak of Livingston Avenue, looking out the window of the upper room, and it just brings a whole different energy to the program. whole different one. I want to cover two parables today, if you'd read them for me, reading verses 44 through 46. You up for that? Yeah, so. So here we go, Matthew 13. This might be one people have heard. Maybe. All right. So Matthew 13, verse 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. So here are two very similar parables. They tell a story about someone who is searching and found something, sells everything, now they buy it and have it. Do you see in these two perils, excuse me, parables, uh, some of the... Um, I don't know, shock value, surprise. We've pointed out as we've gone along, okay, it's a story about a mustard seed or a mustard tree. It's the biggest mustard tree you've ever seen. You yes. probably never saw one that big. That's exactly right. We're talking about the sower. Nobody sows like this. Here's a whole story about a farmer, and the one thing he doesn't do is plow and prepare the soil, right? It's mm -hmm. This is weird. Do you see some weird stuff here, or is this just kind of an exciting you know, fiction. Ooh, I found treasure. Well, first of all, I, I, the, <laughs> even the treasure in the field to, to claim that this is just taking stories from everyday life. Like what people do is just find a treasure hidden a field That's a good point. every it, other that day. That is not ev an everyday occurrence, is that it? That is not an everyday occurrence. Yeah, okay. There's good probably point, almost point. nobody in the audience that has ever had that experience, yeah. though they have wanted that experience. Yeah. They're that's, sitting listening to that one thinking, now that's what I would do. That's exactly <laughs> it. I need that's to find it. the acres of diamonds, <laughs> and I'm going to go searching for it. Um, I, You know, I think one of the shocking things in that parable is that, you know, here's a guy that's found the treasure, and he covers yeah. it up, and he goes buys the field. He doesn't doesn't tell the owner of the field, hey, do you, you know there's a treasure out there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's something odd about that. Um, but, you know, okay, it's not beyond the pale to think that he's found a treasure that is just so mammoth and so worthwhile that even though this field is going to cost him all he has mm -hmm. in order to purchase this field, he believes he's going to get something that is worth far much yeah, more. So he's much more. buy the field, and then he's going to go uncover the treasure and mm -hmm. use that treasure to feed his family, to provide for his living, yeah, to work wealthy. the land, and he'll, he'll just be wealthy. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say the the pearl one, though, is kind of a bit shocking to me. I think yeah. that one is a twist. Okay. Because, okay, I have now spent everything I have. I sold my house and uh, sold my cars, my yeah. computers, and my clothes, mm -hmm. and uh, my fields, and everything that I own, and now I've bought this pearl. And now it's time for dinner. <laughs> it's time for dinner, and I need to feed my wife and kids. And my wife says, what's for dinner? And I can't say, well, go into the kitchen, and let's find something in the fridge, because I sold the fridge. 
Yeah, you can kind of take a pearl out of your pocket. Yeah, I mean, what am I going to do? I'm going <laughs> to give this pearl do. to my kids, and here, eat this pearl. Well, no, I have to go sell the pearl to get any value out of it. Yeah. Um, and and then, of course, I mean, <laughs> what value am I going to get out of it? Well, whatever it was worth that I had to pay for it. So it's kind of an interesting thing there, which causes me to say, I, I know I not everybody agrees with me on this, so I just throw this out. People can email us and get on the Facebook group and let us know how wrong I am on this. I do not think both of these parables are actually telling us the same thing. Different parable, different message. I think so. Yeah. Now, well, I mean, that would stand to reason. It's not beyond the pale that Jesus would tell two parables in a row to make simply the same, uh, essentially the same point. He did that with the parables we talked about yesterday about the mustard seed and the leaven. Yeah. Both of those seem to say very small beginnings, very large results. They both seem to, unless I'm misunderstanding them, two in a row, kind of getting the same point home. So maybe that's what's happening here. But I'm, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm caused I mean, to pause by this whole thing about, okay, I've spent everything on this pearl, but the only way I get value out of it is just to turn around and sell it. I can't feed my kids unless I turn around and sell it. So what good was it to buy it? Well, let's, let's talk, let's, let's tackle it this way. Let's talk about, uh, the value. Okay. Okay. So like in verse 44 with the treasure, uh, this fella has, uh, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. A man found and hid, and for joy goes, sells all that he has, buys the field. So the kingdom is the treasure. The, so the kingdom is a treasure, and it is a treasure that is worth everything you have. Yes. You know, and, and I, I I think I can see some application here. I can think I can see some people who are coming along and confronted by the word of this kingdom or the kingdom itself. They're not necessarily looking for it. But boy, that's it. That's the truth. It's the eureka moment. I mean, it's it's. I, I almost like kind of think, picture a Jesus coming along the the shoreline, and he tells Peter and Andrew and James and John, "Leave the boats, come follow me." Well, they weren't out necessarily looking for Jesus that day, right? But here, here he comes to them, and that's what they do. They right? Drop everything. They and drop they everything, and they follow. It's kind of like a fellow who says, "Hey, this is worth it. I'll sell all I own. This is what I want." So the immense value of the kingdom. The immense value of the kingdom. Notice also how this actually parallels everything we've been talking about about parables this week. In fact, I've I've tried to sprinkle in this language of the secrets of the kingdom buried in the fields of the parables. Yeah. Because what has Jesus said? Jesus has said he's covering up the secrets of the kingdom. He has. You, you've got to dig. You've got to work. Mm-hmm. And so he says, this is what the kingdom is like. It's it's worth all the effort you'll put into it. And then when you discover what the kingdom is and you find these secrets of the kingdom, you will be filled with joy and you will be willing to sacrifice everything you will give up everything and of course we've had all kinds of lessons about counting the cost and the cost of discipleship and the realization that that having the kingdom is better than anything else i could have and that i think that's something that we're still trying to teach people and persuade people today um i you know quick spiritual lesson here, or maybe something I'm taking away from the parable is, uh, this guy is walking through a field and finds that treasure. He wasn't necessarily out treasure hunting, right? Okay. Okay. And in my desire and my efforts, and I hope other Christians desire and efforts to be a Christian and serve and let your light shine, all those sorts of things that, that we are the ones bringing the word to people. We are the ones bringing the kingdom and, and, and offering it and showing it. And you know, that 
confronting people with the kingdom almost sounds a little more militant than maybe what I intend. Sounds more like a kingdom. But my point is this, that people who aren't looking for it find it. Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, but only if we're doing our part, right? Okay. I see what you're bringing saying. Bringing the kingdom to people. So making an application for us that we need to be yeah. shining forth the kingdom. Shining forth the kingdom. Let's, let's go be some treasure <laughs> that okay. people want to be a part of. All right. Yeah. Then we move into the next parable. Yeah. But Jesus says something a little bit different. There, there's a lot of similarities. You've got something of great value that's, that's hidden and being searched for, and you've got someone that's searching. Now, in the first parable, the kingdom is likened to the valuable treasure. Mm-hmm. In the second parable, the kingdom is likened to the searching merchant. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I recognize that plenty of people will say that, no, no, all that's happening here is he's saying the kingdom is like this picture, this overarching right, right, picture. Right, right. Maybe that is what Jesus means. But what he says in the first one is the kingdom is like the treasure. Yeah. And in the second one, he says the kingdom is like the merchant. Mm-hmm. And this merchant is out looking for pearls and finds one and sells everything and buys the pearl. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to at least stop and consider, okay, wait a minute. What if Jesus really is saying the kingdom is like the merchant? Now I'm wanting to find out a secret about the kingdom. The kingdom and this king is searching for something. He's looking for pearls. Mm-hmm. And when he finds the pearl that he wants, he sells everything. In fact, I think that mirrors very well exactly what our king has done. He is searching. He's searching for disciples. He's searching for worshipers who will worship in spirit and truth. He is searching for people who will give their allegiance. And when he finds them, you know what he did? He gave up everything. He left the throne of heaven. He came into the world. He goes to the cross. He gives up everything. And this is a shocking picture because, you know, there's no other king that does that. Mm -hmm. Kings Mm -hmm. don't go searching for pearls and give up everything in order to get them. They don't go searching for disciples and adherents and give up everything to have them. But that's exactly what our king does. And so actually our king doesn't ask us to do something he was unwilling to do. Mm -hmm. When he says, I'm telling you that my kingdom is so valuable, you want to give up everything to have it. He says, I'm telling you, I find you so valuable. I have been willing to give up everything to purchase you. And so we see this coming from both angles. Yeah. I, 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 that's I, what I'm I seeing in I these really two parables. That. And I, I, hadn't, uh, I hadn't thought about it that way before. I guess I've often taken them in a pair and seen the differentiation being is somebody actively searching for things of God, you know, versus the people that aren't. Um, because what, you know, what you have is a similar response and the willingness to sell everything to acquire this, Mm -hmm. but with the merchant fella, you know, he's, he's looking for it. Right. And so I think of like, you know, maybe a Nicodemus or a couple of these folks at the temple. Uh, uh, I feel like it was said specifically about, um, was it Simeon or Anna? One of them was always at the temple looking. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I I I guess for the second team, I I go look at that. But I like what you said. You know, I really do. Uh, it, we ought not to be divorcing the king from his kingdom. And so to see uh, Jesus in one of these parables, you know, as, as the actor, as opposed to just about the body or the kingdom, 
Yeah, I, I think there's value to that. I can see that. So the kingdom is valuable. We we need, whether we're searching for it or we just come upon it, we need to sell everything we have to, ha- to have it. Yeah. And the kingdom is actually looking for something of value. And that something is us. And, and the kingdom is willing to give up. Yeah. This, this merchant who is the kingdom is willing to give up everything in order to purchase us. That's what's happened. Which is, which is really a, a powerful and a kind of a humbling thing. In other imagery, you know, when Jesus is the shepherd, he leaves the 99 to go Goes, find the one. Yep. Yeah. And so you, I could see him as, a, as the merchant going for the pearl. I could see that. Or maybe I'm all wrong and he's just saying the same thing twice. We'll see. But hey, Well, I mean, I, can... I, I still don't think it would be the same thing twice. Just on account of one person is purposefully seeking and another's not. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, violently agree with you. Here, okay. You yeah. I, yeah. Uh, this well, is, I'm, it's new. I'm chewing on it. But I, <laughs> I like it and I think it matches up well. I really do. I think it fits. <laughs> well, listen, thanks so much for listening today, guys. We'd love to hear what you think about these parables. Uh, you know, there seems to be a difference. Do you see one or... Am I making a mountain out of a molehill? What, what do you see here? Give us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Go over to the Facebook group. You can find all these links in our show notes, and we'd be happy to hear from you. So let's go ahead and wrap up here with a prayer. Holy God, thank you for these parables. Thank you for your kingdom that is worth more than anything I own. It is worth more than my bank accounts, than my cars, than my house, than my education, than my family, than my friends. It is if, if, if it were to cost me every single one of those things, it would be worth it. Lord, help me to have the faith to pursue you above all things in your kingdom. But Lord, thank you for pursuing me. Thank you for pursuing Andrew. Thank you for pursuing our listeners and for giving up your son and letting him be put to death in order to purchase us. It's through him that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.